When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Jeb with Rami. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Morgan loads it up. a need to do that. Morgan ends on that would have been a wild grab for Johnson, but he was out of bounds. Oh no! They say touchdown! He is a notable former gopher football star. Former professional player. And he knows a lot about how to make you money as well. His name is Pete Najarian. He's a friend of the show. <laughs> and Pete, Judd and I, I mean Rami's trying to buzz kill it, but Judd and I are sort of on <laughs> cloud nine here. After the Gophers' dismantling of Auburn yesterday, uh, what did mm-hmm. you think, man? Is it fair to say this is one of, if not the biggest Gopher wins since the 1960s? Oh, I think you'd be right to say that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, especially because of the fact that going into the season, there were some questions, although we all sat out at the State Fair and we talked about the schedule. The schedule was favorable for the Gophers, so that made that really um something that at least gave us a little bit of hope. And I think because of that, and the Gophers getting a little bit better each and every single game, it seemed like, throughout the season, there was something special about this team. Um, not a lot of games that they fold up. Did we start off well against Iowa? No. Or we would have a much better chance to win that football game. And might have got out coached in the Wisconsin game a little bit. But I think the reality is that to, to look at this Gopher team and to see what they accomplished, now I think – I think when we were at the fair, I thought eight or nine, and I, you guys kind of gave me a funny look, I think. <laughs> but I, I'm sure I certainly I had no... <laughs> I'm sure I did, Pete. I'd like to apologize for I'm, that. Hey, let me tell you, I know you did. <laughs> but, but they walk away with 11 wins and to dominate one of the, the SEC teams that everybody considers to be, you know, somewhere. I mean, these guys were being talked about as a playoff team, and, and, and we put a whooping on them. It was absolutely... Stunning to me how much we outplayed a team that was supposed to be so great and one of you know one of the greats and historically when you look back and you see how they they played this year and and obviously in previous years but the idea that these guys beat up on Alabama in a in a shootout but they they still won the football game they went toe to toe with LSU they had all of that I I can't tell you how impressed I was with how the Gophers matched up if you really look at it not only we dominated it almost almost every single category you could imagine if if you take back their one huge play the kickoff return 
take a look at what their yardage really looked like for the entire game, which and it wasn't impressive anyway. So I, I, I can't even tell you. I mean, I'm almost speechless. It's amazing how well we played and how much of a hurt we put on that football team. And Pete, what I like too was, especially in the second half, the constant punching because the, the golfers yeah. kept punching and punching and punching down to and and make no mistake, I, I think this was a, a growth game for Fleck. Fourth and one this time, yeah. and you're up against it, and and you know you should go for it, but you didn't against Wisconsin, and you, you not right. only go for it on fourth and one, Pete, but you throw a pass. I just love the fact yeah. that they took an SEC power basically and yeah. just pounded them into submission and kept punching them. I I totally agree, and we all talked about that fourth down against uh, uh, Wisconsin, and and did we, the fact that we didn't go for it, and then we took, got the delay of. A penalty so that we could punt the ball. That was frustrating. That was absolutely frustrating. And I don't know if it's that PJ maybe learned a little something from that. I don't know if it had anything to do with the fact of the offensive coordinator leaving. Um, but whatever the case, I like the fact that, well, like you said, we pounded it at him and we ran the football really well. We passed the football really well. Uh, turnovers, we weren't sloppy. Penalties, we weren't sloppy. And the fact that, I'll tell you what, there's a couple of unsung heroes, I think, sometimes on this Gopher team. I love Tyler Johnson, and I've loved him for a long, long time. Minneapolis North kid, I'm always proud of the Minneapolis kids who make do do well at the University of Minnesota. It's just a great thing to see. Ibrahim running the football, but Sam Renner, that kid, it just seems like somehow he's one of these guys who's an overachiever, and I, have to, I bet you half the stadium doesn't even know what his number is, what position he plays. But the guy is disrupting against an Auburn offensive line that a lot of people thought was one of the better offensive lines in the whole SEC. I think LSU was number one, but Auburn would be ranked somewhere in that upper class with Alabama and some of the rest of them. So, you know, the fact that we had a, a couple of young guys that were making plays when when we just don't always expect it or don't don't look for those specific names, but I love seeing what, what we saw out of the Gophers in terms of Everybody seemed to participate in every aspect of the game. And really the only letdown I think that we had throughout the whole game was that kickoff return. That was about it. Pete, I need to defend myself and clarify what Phil just said. I wasn't I wasn't trying to buzzkill. So do you really up. think you're suited to be the fourth guy in our group, Buzz Killington? <laughs> what the Gophers are doing right now? All I said was the Gophers made great progress, and P.J. Fleck took a huge step forward with that program this year. But if, if you were buying that, it wasn't going to change if they lost to Auburn. And if you were one of these people who was doubting Minnesota after the Penn State loss or looking at their, their resume for the season, you probably still aren't sold on this Minnesota Gophers program because of one game. Would you agree with that? Well, I, I got to tell you, so if you put together the entire season, and like like I say, I, I honestly, I truly do believe this. I felt we played better every single week during the season. Now, I, I did also, I, I'll qualify that a little bit with the Iowa game where we didn't show up. We thought the game was kicking off two hours later, so we didn't show up in the first half. But, But the reality was, we look at the Gophers, they played well. Tanner Morgan was a guy who I think surprised a lot of people. I think if you look at the Gophers going into next year and you look at the recruiting class that, once again, P.J. managed to get a lot of players from all over the country excited about Gopher football. I think that what stands out for me now is if, if you're a kid sitting at home and you're a junior or a sophomore in high school, you're one of these great elite players from somewhere around the country, and you see – 
the University of Minnesota in these beautiful uniforms that we've got, going up against Auburn and, and, and controlling the football, running the football, uh, passing the football. We held them to 56 yards rushing, uh, two yards per, per carry. It was the domination that I think we put on that game. If you take away that kickoff return, like I said, it really, it's, it's scary how well we played in that game. And I think a lot of kids sitting at home watching that thought to themselves, wow, I got to look into this. And I like their coach and I like what's going on. And their quarterback's young and their offensive line is young. And these guys got a chance to be something maybe very special for not just this year's team and going, you know, with 11 victories, which I don't think anybody thought that was coming, but the excitement of what's going to happen next year and, I think the one thing that I'd be careful of is, well, next year our schedule is going to look a lot different than it did this year. So I think you've got to keep that in mind and maybe pull back the reins just a little bit on the excitement. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't. Oh, I didn't, wait, wait, wait. I, I didn't hear that last part. What, what was that? Everything else leading up to I'm it. I'm sorry, Pete. I'm sorry, Pete. Can you repeat that? Sounds like last? I'm not the only Buzz Killington around here. You know what I say, Pete? Bring on Michigan. Don't be afraid. It's not the same old team. Bring them on. They don't scare you. You know, I, I agree with you. I don't think the Gophers are scared of any of them. But I think there is an advantage when during a year where you don't play Michigan, you don't play Ohio State, you don't play Michigan State, and you, and you don't get beat up in those games so that the next week the team's kind of, you know, bruised up a little bit and some of the guys maybe aren't able to play or at least not be able to play at, at an elite level. I think that that's, that's part of the beauty of this season. Now, can we work on that and, and suddenly next year when we do have a tougher schedule – are we competitive enough that maybe we don't get as hurt and maybe we've got a little bit more depth? So I'm just saying pull back the reins a little bit because it is a different game. It doesn't mean that we're intimidated by anybody because clearly the Gophers were not intimidated by Auburn. And if if we're not scared of Auburn, I can guarantee you we're not scared of Ohio State and we're not scared of Michigan or anybody else in the Big Ten. Yeah. But it is favorable when you don't have to play those teams that get beat up and you are playing some of the teams maybe on the lower end of the Big Ten. Uh, Pete Nigerian, I think P.J. Fleck is an American treasure. Your thoughts? <laughs> <I don't... laughs> I'll tell you what. It, it, it's, it's great to have P.J. here. I love his excitement. I love a lot of things about him. There are certain things that I know there are people that get annoyed by uh, some of it. Patrick Royce, he comes to mind about no. some of the things he's maybe not happy with. But... I'll tell you what, it is special when a guy comes in and with all the bluster, uh, but delivers, right? I mean, so this is year two where we go to a bowl game, we beat somebody in a bowl game that maybe most people think we're going to lose to. Uh, two years in a row we do this, and we finish with 11 wins. Uh, there's got to be something special about what PJ's got going on, and and I never want to forget about the fact that I am so impressed with these guys with the academic side as well. So this is this isn't just a bunch of guys out there that are playing football for the University of Minnesota. Look at these GPAs. Look at what these guys are doing in the classroom and around the rest of the community of Minnesota. You got to give PJ like him, dislike him, whatever. You've got to respect what he's been able to do with the program. So Pete, when when you watch this team play, uh, strip away all the other stuff from Fleck. As a football guy, how impressed are you by him as a coach as far as scheme goes? Because it seems to me, and we probably don't talk about this enough because there's so many other facets of PJ that we do discuss, it seems to me that this guy, and I'm not saying in-game consistently because that's still not there in my mind, but just the scheme, the schematics, and the way that this team, especially offensively, goes about its business is 
Yeah. Really good. Oh, it's it's impressive. Uh, I, I you know it's amazing. I, we all watched the game. You guys were watching the game. I was watching the game. Um, I didn't realize till the end of the game that we had basically call it 500 yards against Auburn. Uh, it's unbelievable, really, when you really you know break it all down and you look at what we're we're getting five yards of carry. We you know we did we we were very smart. So yes, I think. What I liked about the schemes was that we didn't get away from what our core is, which is some nice play action, some running backs. And I've said for a long time, I think we had three top-end running backs. And you never knew which one was going to be the guy. I mean, Rodney Smith would look to be the starter, and yet Ibrahim steps in there and gets 140 yards. So I like the fact that P.J. is willing to you know, kind of feel his way through as the game is going and try to figure out, Who's going to be the successful guy this week for us? And where is Tanner Morgan going to be looking? Because you know what? There were a lot of games this year where it wasn't Tyler Johnson, but he didn't pout. He didn't, you know, he didn't go off and get angry at the media or any of that kind of stuff. So the fact that Bateman one week, Tyler Johnson the next, Autumn Bell, you go through the running backs the same way. I think that the scheme was fantastic this year throughout most of the year. I thought the offensive play calling was great. I don't know how much we're going to miss the offensive coordinator, whether or not he was 100% the guy, because it really does start at the top. And, and I think when it, when it comes down to it, P.J. Fleck understands offense. He obviously was a wide receiver, but he understands offense very, very well. And I like the fact that we were who we went down to, to Tampa. We stayed that team. We stayed a team that great play action, great play fakes, and Tanner Morgan – Boy, there's just not enough I can say about how impressed I was with the season he had this year. Yeah, he is. Uh, just last thing for you, because they've got they've developed wide receivers. I think we've been looking for the last few years to see. All right, is PJ Fleck going to find a quarterback like he did at Western Michigan? Uh, what 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 do you think is the Tanner Morgan story here the next couple of years? Do you, is he is he is he going to be NFL caliber? Like what what do you see in him? Yeah, you know, that that part's always tough because there are guys who are unbelievable in college and for whatever reason, they are not the next level quarterback. And so, you know, it's one year. Um, it's really difficult to read into Tanner. I know it's a year and a half, call it, but year and a half to read into what Tanner Morgan really looks like as a quarterback. But boy, I'll tell you, what he was able to do this year and, and the combination of a, a really big, strong offensive line that, that started to play a little bit better, I think, towards the the latter part of the year, um, that was certainly helpful. Three great running backs, three great wide receivers. I think the the only thing that I would say that the Gophers could do a little bit better would be somehow get tight ends more involved in the football game too because that might open it up even more. And then that maybe puts us at the next level. But I'll tell you what, it, it's tough to, to, to decide right now, Tanner Morgan, at the, you know, a young guy still – there are so many good quarterbacks right now, I think, in college football that are going to be able to play at the next level. And I think it's still a little bit early to start trying to figure out where Tanner fits into that, that whole thing. But I'll tell you, the, the Gophers offense really, really, that's been something we've been waiting to see for a long time. And I am so impressed with what they accomplished. And I even love what they do with Seth Green. I used to think that was sort of a gimmicky thing. I got tired of the idea that, oh, we're putting in a guy in for this kind of a play or whatever. But you know what? It works. And Seth Green has done a great job in his role as well. So, you know, it's amazing to keep guys happy. And and I think Seth Green is happy. I think a lot of the guys understand their roles. If if you've got players that are happy and they're excited to get out there, uh, that certainly does help to get you to the next level to be able to compete. And 
and be really truly, you know, one of the elite teams across the country, not just in the Big Ten. Well, Pete, listen, we've uh, it's it's been a blast having you on throughout the season, and I'm sure we'll we'll connect again in the off season and definitely at the State Fair. But what a what a time to be a Gopher fan if you're out there and you've been miserable for decades. You've got you've got this season at the very least, regardless of what happens yeah. going forward. No doubt about it. Always good to see you and talk to you guys. And I, I'm a, I'm looking forward to the fair. I'll, I'll hopefully talk to you before then. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to the fair. I'll be walking by, and if I give you a wave and you wave me up, I'll come on up. I look forward to it. Right on. All right. See you. <laughs> Bring some cookies, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys. All right. That is Pete Najarian, former Gopher. Judd is already asking for cookies at the state fair. <laughs> it's just well, like, it's a team thing. Out, I'm right? doing it for all, all of us. Are great cookies. Yeah, Pete can Pete can buy us a bucket, and then he gets on talks golfers, and we eat the cookies. I'm okay with that. I was going to say, what, since when are you going to complain even, about? Even, I'm trying to. Even do, I'm not thinking about my snacks running. seven months out. I like how yeah. Alex Alex Boom wakes up every morning and he's training for an Ironman competition. And, like, we wake up in the morning thinking about how to train for Sweet Martha's Cookies <laughs> buckets at the Minnesota State Fair. I just try to get one leg out of bed and then the second leg out, and to me, that's that's a workout right there. My Amazing. girlfriend audibly laughed at the idea of me doing that stair climb with you and Alex Boone that we talked about today on Score North Live. What is it, 53 stories? It's 53, and some people do it twice. What? What? Yeah. What? It's crazy. No. Yeah. They're in shape. They go up once and then, like, take the elevator, da- elevator down, and they're like, that wasn't enough. I need to go again. Yeah. You raised twice the money. <laughs> it's and, simply not going to happen. And, and, and since we, so we're, we're going to have all kinds of information about this in the next five or six weeks, but we're doing the big climb to raise money against blood cancers again. That's, that's what Rami's referencing. MackieLLS.com if you want to join our team. And this is the first time we've even thrown that link out today. You know how most so doctors, you know how most doctors will be like, Hey, man, sometimes take, Take the stairs. Don't take the elevator. Get a few extra steps in. Park in the back of the parking lot, not in the front. Get those steps in. Mm-hmm. My doctor literally told me, avoid stairs at all costs. You don't have, don't run for exercise. Your jumping days are over. Like your knees are going to get replaced at some point. Let's try to put that off as long as possible. I literally can't do this stair climb. Doctor's orders. I'm I want sorry. you to be fat as possible. Don't do anything. <laughs> don't ever get up off the couch. No, there are I ways. I like your doctor. There are ways Smoke to get at least two packs a day. There are ways to like doctor ever. There are ways Let to me get guess your, your doctor's exercise. fat. No, he's not. He's in great shape. There are ways sure, to get yeah. exercise and, and be in shape without running and <laughs> a cord going upstairs. <laughs> do yoga. You're Pilates. Your doctor wears the corn dog outfit. Have, <laughs> have you guys ever had a fat doctor before? Oh, yeah. I yeah. have not. No, I wouldn't go to a fat Two doctor. doctors ago, the guy, I'm like, dude, I love you because you can't tell me I'm fat because you're fat. I won't go to a fat doctor or a skinny chef. <laughs> Those are just, you oh, there's a lot of skinny chefs. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't be. I had a fat doctor call me like four or five years ago in a panic. This is when Judd and I were doing our show together. He called me in a panic after my physical and he goes, Hey, we got to do something about your cholesterol. And I was like, Doc? <laughs> really? Look in the mirror. <laughs> That's what I like about Why it. Why is that guy your doctor? If you can question his authority on what you should be doing with your health, why is he your doctor? Just to make you feel better yes, about yourself? Yes, because you feel good about yourself. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Right. I didn't choose him, for the record. Sure. He chose me. Family doctor. Yeah. <laughs> doctor, Phil, we got to do something. Man, am I out of shape. <laughs> About your cholesterol. <laughs> We're laying a meal plan for you. Doc, what do you mean? Poke him in the stomach. <laughs> it didn't look like your meal plan. Corn dogs. <laughs> Nothing but corn dogs. <laughs> Amazing. Um, well, it's good to have the show back at full strength today. Very much. And I do welcome you guys to join for the big climb on, I believe it's going to be February 15th is the Judd, are you date doing to it? circle. 
What's the date? February 15th. Oh, let me check my the calendar. The day after your romantic uh, Valentine's night, I'm sure. Oh, oh, you're doing it that day. Whoa! That's a heck of a time to get me out of the house. It's going to be great, yeah. Uh, Alex Boone is committed to it, and uh, we'll see if uh, if anybody else wants to join. MackieLLS.com. Of course he is, because he, he's going to go like eight stairs at one well, he, time. No, he like legitimately, he has participated in like Navy SEAL training yeah. out in San Diego. He's doing Ironman competition. But he said he basically jumps upstairs, right? Yeah, he goes like three or four stairs at yeah, a time. He bounds three or not like not like lumbers three or four yeah. steps at a time. He bounds, leaps three or four like steps tinder. at a time. He was trying to shame me into doing the stair climb today. What Alex Boone doesn't realize, I have no shame. I have zero shame. Correct. I can't be shamed. Right. It's impossible. Yeah. Well, he's gonna uh, he's gonna make us all look like idiots. But I think it would be fun if Rami came and at least tried to go up like two or three flights before his knees just evaporated into before thin air. my doctor tackles me and he's like, "What are you doing?" Uh, when we come back, quarterback cesspool challenge playoff edition, oh, gentlemen. Exciting. No longer do you get to cling to the Mitch Trubisky's and the David Blows of the world. You got to pick. You got to pick a playoff quarterback. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts.